Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Mm -hmm. So it's like humming. Mm -hmm. Sure. <clears throat> Coming up. So I'm a little sick. <laughs> oh, good. Comforting. Right? Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, um, I don't feel well. And my roommates were also sick earlier last week. And so I was a little, I was like, I'll probably get sick. But then I got like really sick yesterday. And I was like, oh, this is how I die. Yikes. Do you have a fever? Nope, not yet. That's when I'll get concerned. Okay. I'll cool. get concerned when I have a fever, but I don't have one yet. Sure. Well, let's do it. Let's, let's talk about it. Woohoo! Let's taco about it. Taco about it. Insert an image of a cartoon taco. I probably won't. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that good Corona cough. Yep. Actually, it's apparently if it's a Corona cough, it's supposed to be super wet. Or no, super dry, and mine is super wet. Oh, so you're it just sounds normal. dirty. <laughs> <laughs> mm, my cough is so wet. Ew. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> I hated everything about that. That was super gross. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, that was disgusting. That's how we're going to start the episode. My cough is super wet. My mm -hmm. cough is super wet. <laughs> I hate gross. myself. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. In other news, have started two new hobbies, as you may have seen uh, on social media. Uh, yes. My mine and, and Jay's little pet project of pandemic parodies. We're putting out a a parody song every day, Amazing. changing changing some lyrics to some popular songs and about this nightmare that we're living in. You know, uh, the other one is my pancake art that I've been up to, as, a, yes. as you may have seen. Huge fan of making pancake art. Even if you fail, you're still eating pancakes. So like, that's true. It's great. As someone with very little visual artistic talent, uh, it is very fulfilling in that the stakes are so low. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. And that you're not worried about wasting your materials or producing a garbage product uh, or like what you're going to do with it later. Like you, you make it, it looks great. You eat it. It's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you see my Paddington? I put it on my Instagram. I did. I will, I will never. You were like, that's the greatest thing I've ever done. I'm ever. not even joking when I tell you that, <laughs> like when I flipped that pancake over, it was one of the proudest moments of my life. Um, did you cry a little bit? A, a tiny bit. I asked Sarah, I was like, what do you want? And she was like a teddy bear. And I was like, okay, I'll work on it. And then she went to the bathroom and I was like, wait a second, I'm not going to make a teddy bear. I'm going to make a Paddington, Paddington bear. bear. <laughs> on my Instagram. I mean, I am incredible. I've never been more proud of anything I've ever made in my life. Something fun to do that I did with my roommates is there's an entire YouTube page that's dedicated to Disney rides and going on Disney rides. So mm -hmm. someone's like sitting in the ride and recording <laughs> and they're high quality videos. And so we basically rode through Disneyland like a, a week ago, almost. <laughs> it was like Thursday, something like that. Yeah. And we just like looked up all the rides that we wanted to watch. And there are the fireworks show on there. So we watched two of the fireworks shows. And we went on like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> the fireworks have... show I get. But like sitting and watching a first person perspective of a ride is strange to me. It's actually not too bad, though. We did Pirates of the Caribbean Shanghai. And it was incredible. It was incredible. All right. So, yeah, you should. Well, shall we? That's my pro tip. Jump in. Yeah. All right. Hello. Welcome back, Hello. friends. 
It's season three, episode two, The Double Lie. The Double Lie. And it is a double there lie. There are two lies. to each other. <laughs> there are two, only Not two one, lies. not three, two. Just two. A double lie, mm-hmm. if you will. It's true. Uh, I'm going to level with you. I watched this one a week ago in anticipation of recording then and did not rewatch it. So I am primed for this. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty popular episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember what happens more or less. It's great. Who's recapping? You, mm. right? Yes. I have to pull up my stopwatch. Okay. Okay. And away. We. Damn it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I knew it was me on the recap. And so I was going through it in my head while I was doing dishes. Nice. Earlier today. Yeah. And I still choked. So that just should tell you something about me. Okay. And away. We. So Sean gets a date with a girl named Veronica Watson. And then he has to go stay at the Matthews house because Turner tells him he's out of town for a wedding. And um, then Sean uh is panicked about his date because he doesn't want to be cut off at 10 p.m and so he uh he goes over to turner's only to find that turner lied to him he's not at the wedding so then he runs away and then they have a good conversation about how they need to communicate with one another and they need to be honest with one another um because otherwise this thing is not time i was watching i counted it was general but i got yeah i think you got it all really except for eric Oh, is that it's the essay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he pays for a paper from Mm -hmm. term papers by Gerard or whatever, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, yeah, no, it's a fun one. It's a good stuff. There's a lot of good things in it. Uh, I think your recap was pretty, pretty close. You know, you got the whole A plot in there, really. Thank you. It's better than what I've been doing. I've been just had a really shitty recap streak. So, (laughs) you said. Yeah, you said, like, oh, this is a really fun episode. It's really good. It's actually uh, Anthony Tyler Quinn's favorite episode Aww. in the entire series. That's cute. Mm-hmm. I know. I actually really like this one, too, for cause, just because of all kind of the layers of it. I shouldn't say layers. All the uh, kind of subplots and different things that are going on. But the lesson that I took away from it is just that communication is key really in any sort of relationship in like a um, father son ish or like guardian and child relationship in like a teacher student relationship or in like a romantic relationship, really communication is key and it's better to just lay it all out on the table Mm -hmm. than get stuck in a lie. Also, if you get stuck in a situation that you didn't anticipate, don't run away. Confront it head on and again, communicate, get through it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Sorry. I just got very distracted. My animals, my, my, yeah, Rigby and Ducky just started like zooming the shit out of the living room back and forth. I was going to say, I heard some like skittering. I'm with you. Communication is valuable. I think the the understanding that, you know, uh, there's this idea that's presented in this episode that is very much about how, like, it's okay for adults to lie to kids in their own self-interest, but it's unacceptable for kids to lie to adults in their own self-interest. And, they, and they combat that idea a little bit where Sean throws that in Turner's face. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. that's a very real thing. In, a, in our society where yes. adults often think it's okay. a okay to lie to kids in inconsequential ways, you know, like 
you know, yes. there, there's this idea that it's totally fine to lie to them about this thing or that thing, uh, which I think sets up dangerous precedents, obviously, and, and allows uh, yeah. for little, little lies to really like wear away at trust and also models terrible behavior. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think, you know, that it's in, like what Sean does in this episode, I, in many ways, I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't he do all these things? Of like course, this all yeah. tracks for everything adults in his life have demonstrated. And now here Turner is effectively demonstrating the exact same behavior. Uh, yes. And so like, in many ways, I want to be like, Sean's doing exactly what he's learned to do and mm -hmm. what he has been indirectly taught to do. So I really yes. think the people at fault and the people with the most to learn are the adults and primarily Mr. Turner and, and this mm -hmm. one in that it has so much to do with, you know, kids are going to learn from your behavior. And while you may find this thing or that thing to be inconsequential, uh, you don't, you don't know exactly how that's going to be taken. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, that the idea of adults having honest communication with kids is important. And, and that's really my big takeaway here. Well, and Turner walks such a fine line when he tells Sean that he's going to be out of town. Because with Sean's reputation, he knows or he should be aware that he would pull some shit like showing up with a date or with a girl at the empty apartment. Mm -hmm. Like that tracks just with Sean in general as a character. And so if he had just been honest with him, we would have avoided everything in the first place. I think it's interesting in a different sitcom, this episode would have gone, Oh, Turner's out of town. Let's throw a house party, you know? Um, right. Yeah. And, and that's a plot we've seen a lot. You know, parents are out of town. We throw a house party, parents surprise get home early kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just, it's just like an interesting thing to call attention to that. Like we didn't, that Sean's first thought was, this date and everything and not like, Oh, I could be the coolest guy in school would throw a house party at the teacher's apartment, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. which would have tracked and made plenty of sense. Yes. And might've happened if he hadn't uh, gotten this like once in a lifetime date with Veronica. Yeah, that's true. I think, but I think a thing about Sean is that he respects Turner enough that I'm not sure that he would do that. You know, like I think he might have Corey over and they would, just like hang out or like watch a dirty movie or a violent movie or something. But I don't know. I don't know if he'd like throw a rager because like, even when Feeney goes out of town and he turns his uh, house into a bed and breakfast, mm -hmm. he does it in such a way where it's like being very careful about, uh, I don't know. Sure. There's Still, respect. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that because he starts giving away Feeney's shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's but, true. But um, he does it in a way that's a little more respectable as opposed to let's throw a rager, Feeney's out of town. Right, right, know? right. And I'm sure he doesn't want to get kicked out of Turner's because he's going to have to go live with mm -hmm. Matthews again. And he doesn't want to do that. But I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? What were, were there any, any big things that didn't hold up for you? Nothing that really didn't hold up. Not even the objectification of Veronica Watson. Oh, my God. But it's kind of one of those things where they never say specifically what is so fantastic about her. So I'd like to think that this is 
a world where they're like, it's Veronica Watson. And maybe it's because she like speaks four languages. And that's why she's wearing that stupid beret at the end <laughs> of this episode. And like is, I don't know, super world. Like she's traveled You're all over so and has like all these crazy stories. And You're being so you optimistic. I'm trying. Well, be, again, because it's never explicitly said, they're not like Veronica Watson with the slam and bod or whatever. It's not explicitly said. And she never wears anything that's, I would say, inappropriate for her age. I so... would say the way they present Veronica Watson and this, like, the way they talk about her makes it sound like Veronica Watson gives the best blowjobs in the school. <laughs> All right, and that's 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 what I think is messed up. (laughs) Especially the moment where Corey's like, that's Veronica Watson, and they're in the living room, and, like, everybody's in there, and they all stop and stare at her, and I was like, they all just sent that girl into a year of therapy for that moment right there. (laughs) That girl is going to need a year of therapy. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be optimistic, Uh but, I mean, it's not... Um, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where the same could be, I guess, reversed about Sean, where he has a reputation for like, I don't know, dating girls for a short period of time and making out with them and how benign know. comparatively. So, well, yeah, I, yeah, but that, I don't know. It's I don't fine. That part didn't work for me. I, I thought it was all kind of gross <laughs> that here was this 14 year old that was aggressively getting objectified probably mm-hmm. is has reduced her own self-value exclusively to her appearance now because of that mm-hmm. that's the biggest issue is I, I i mean how the rest of the school sees her hopefully doesn't affect how she sees herself but of course she's 14 yeah. so it does yeah, yeah. uh what about eric and his <clears throat> term paper and, and all this oh my god his timing, his comedic timing is just so, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I just love Eric and his comedic timing sure, is so good. Yes. And everything is delivered so naturally, even when Feeney's approaching him and he's like, you thought you'd get away with it. And he's like, I know, I'm sorry. And then Feeney's of course, like you owe me three, whatever, three seventy five or whatever. He's like, pay up. And he's like, oh, yep. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's totally what that was all about. Like he just he has a way of making it look very natural and not like cheesy. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we I love Wilfred Owen in this episode. I think I I don't understand the concept that Feeney has ex- given him an extension on a paper from last year. Uh, yes, <laughs> I don't. I'm like you're telling me we that's let the student wild. finish the school year go away on summer vacation, come back and still has a paper due and it's still accepted. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, he like, should have gotten, he threatens zero. him with like incomplete changing to a failure. And I'm like, why is it not already? <laughs> why is it not already? It's yeah. very clearly a failure in my opinion. <laughs> I, and that's just kind of one of the things between Feeney and the Matthews that I feel like he just lets a lot of things slide because he has a personal relationship with them. But that's, that's a a huge stretch. That's the biggest argument Turner could use when he says you're intervening in the (laughs) kids' lives and giving them breaks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No good on Feeney there. That's ridiculous. That kind of extension. No. It's not even college. And I totally forgot. It's it's high school. It's not even college. Like, yeah. 
and I totally forgot about the dentist thing. And I was like, what's up with Feeney and like the look that he gave us when he said, oh, yeah, about going to the dentist. And then, of course, later she's hooking up he's with like, the dentist. Well, she is my dentist. I don't know what's in the air. There's so much. So much. That's what I was about to say. What's in the air in Philly? Like everybody, everybody's trying to have sex that night. Yeah. Did you hear that? (laughs) I did. (laughs) At first, I was like, "Oh my god, is that that my computer?" That was Ducky doing a nice little low grumbly from the bed behind me. He's just laying down, but for some reason, he uh, wanted to chime in. I think Ducky was also upset by everybody having sex in Philly that night. <laughs> but I love, like, I love the moment with Feeney, and then I love the moment with Amy and Alan. And again, we see them like keeping the spark alive in their marriage. It's true. Yeah, it's a good bit. Uh, it's it's we all. We get one of my. Um, it's it all. Ties one of my favorite moments though. in the show: five stuff, wear a helmet, smack. It's a great moment. Yes. Big fan. And Corey call with back the at, the at the end. He took improv level A. We love a callback. Flawless. <laughs> <laughs> we love a good callback. Yes, I did uh, mm-hmm. put that in my notes. I don't know that there was anything else a, in this episode where I was like, this is bullshit. This doesn't work. This is stupid. Yeah, no. I'm confused about it the was, geography. It reminded I don't, me. I don't fully understand the traversal. Yeah, the geography of like where the Matthews house is versus where Turner's apartment oh. is versus where Veronica's house is. And this, like, apparent walking distance between things and so on, you know? Yeah, I mean, we've seen Sean and Corey walk crazy distances before to, like, I don't know, Chubby's or school or each other's houses. So I don't know. Yeah, the geography and the timing of this episode as well. For Sean to disappear, go all the way back to Veronica's and come all the way back to Turner's. And Turner mm-hmm. takes his bike and goes right, to the and Matthews. Cruises around looking for Sean. And yeah, so I don't know how long he was gone. It couldn't have been for that long, though, because, well, I guess they're 14, so I can't say anything. <laughs> but they all had their clothes on when Turner came home. So, Which <laughs> is like makes for a funny reveal and bit, but like, yes, I don't know. You know, they're they're making out on the couch. They hear the door unlock. She jumps over it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how. I guess it's because Turner wasn't expecting him and Sean was expecting Turner. But I was like, how did Turner not hear Sean come in? Mm-hmm. But Sean mm-hmm. heard good Turner point. come in. It's a good point. And I guess it's just because I guess it's just because Turner wasn't expecting him and Sean was. And so he was listening. Yeah. Very vigilant. Who, uh, who's your MVP? My MVP is Alan. He does do a good job. He teaches Mm -hmm. the lesson to Turner. He does, for sure. And I like the fact that he's very much like, no one knows what they're doing. You're not alone in this. Um, He doesn't say, he doesn't kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? He's not condescending in a way that I feel like Feeney kind of has been towards Turner throughout all of this, Alan is treating him as though he actually is Sean's mm-hmm. parent. And I respect Alan. Yeah, I respect him a lot for that because I I think there could be a whole different conversation that's like, well, if you were his dad, you right. could do this and this and this. But since you're not, and Alan treats it in a very, 
good and responsible way without being. I agree. (laughs) Alan's definitely the MVP here for sure. I think Mm -hmm. I really, I I really respect and appreciate the admission that grownups are also just confused humans. Yeah. Because it's something, you know, you never realize till you're a grown up that your parents have no idea what's happening. (laughs) It's true. That's so true. I think one of the things that I really like about this show just overall is that it shows you constantly the fallibility of adults as well as kids. It shows you like a normal life cycle of, okay, a kid gets to high school, starts screwing around, messing up, maybe does one or two things illegal. And that's just like a typical high school experience. But with the adults, it shows you like they're trying their best. Sometimes they don't always get it right. Yeah. That's okay. You just have to keep pushing on. And that's what it means to be like a good adult because we look up to some of these people. We look up to Feeney. We look up to Alan. We look up to Turner and you just, and you see them fail, not constantly, but every now and again, you see them have a hard time and they just keep pushing on. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think it's a, it's a great, and that it's not like fallibility of adults in like a stupid manner where, it's a show that's about no. kids and all the grownups are really stupid all the time, uh, which is also funny yeah. and a great bit, but that they are just like people who fuck up sometimes, but sometimes they do it right, you know? Right. Yeah, they're actual, like, actually well-rounded characters mm-hmm. and individuals. Mm-hmm. For sure. Which I'm sure was the appeal for a lot of these actors in coming on to yeah, the I'd show. Yeah, i so. I want everybody to know that in an effort to keep Ducky quiet, I am turned halfway in my chair petting him because he's sitting behind me and I'm he clearly wants some attention. And if I stop petting him, I think he'll growl at me. <laughs> I know. Poor Ducky. Hard. Well, I guess that's that on that, huh? All right. Yeah, pretty much. There's nothing uh there's nothing really that deep about this episode it's pretty it's all very much laid out for you in the end like that conversation between sean and turner there's nothing to like decipher (laughs) or figure out they lay it all out for you well folks uh thanks for listening i hope you're still finding some time for your podcast and your busy busy schedules at home uh yes i'm listening to my (laughs) podcasts while i walk ducky so Go check out uh, some pandemic parodies. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook if you want to see see what we're up yeah. to. We got a fun one coming out later today. By the time this airs tomorrow, it'll be available. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's an Africa cover by Toto. All right. Well, good luck to you. Stay inside. Don't get anyone else sick. Yeah. Stay healthy. Stay yeah. inside. Right. Stay home. Thanks, y'all. And uh, that's it. Class dismissed. Yeah.